Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Well, hey, Passion and Purpose podcast. So great to be with you today. It's actually Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Got Day. Got my red shirt on today. That you, you yes, know, I you're, do. You're just Taking my right, wife out later tonight. You're just riding stuff. You're going to bless Laura. <laughs> We're back to hierarchy of loyalties. Yes. And we, we've just been in this environment of worship and loving Jesus. So j- we're jumping right in. Take us, take us there. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, remember, hierarchy of loyalties, this whole thought process came through the pain of the last two years to say, look, everybody has affections. And what you do with those defections determine your destiny. Right. What you do with your loyalties, what you're, who you're loyal to, and who and what you do with your affections determine your destiny. Mm-hmm. This is just the story of history, mm-hmm. let alone our own lives. And for us as believers, there is a hierarchy of loyalties that we see in the Scripture that's very straightforward. And, and so many times we say, I just don't understand, I'm confused. I just want you to know God's not confused. Mm-hmm. He's not wondering what the answer it's is. <laughs> Really, it's weird that there's only, like I said, what I love about God is there's only one person that's wrong, and it's me. So there's only one person that's confused, and it's me. So if I can kind of align my heart and my affections in the right way, in a biblical framework, then I can find my destiny, who I'm called to be, and what does that look like as a part of God's greater glory and greater plan. So just for review, um, we've talked about our number one loyalty and affection is to God himself, mm-hmm. right? God the Father, Jesus, the Son of God, right. woo, yes. the Holy Spirit. I'm tempted to just go <laughs> just there, stay there. <laughs> just stay there. Uh, and then we talked about our second loyalty, which was unique, would be the Word of God, mm-hmm. because the Word of God is God-breathed. It's right. God's love letters to us. It's right. God's uh, exhortation to us. It's God's correction to yes. us, which is all love, right? Right. Even like the Trinity, right? right? When we talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we might need to talk about love, and that is the the uh, tenderness of God, the compassion of God, right. the correction of God, mm-hmm. and I call it the coalescing of God, the pulling us in to right. His mind and His heart. Right. So awesome. just beautiful, beautiful stuff there on the Word of God that we did last week. So let's just talk about the third, uh, for, for me, as you're going through the list, the third loyalty and affection is for the church. Mm. I, I And I'll just jump in here where in uh, Acts chapter 9, where... Um, Jesus confronts Paul on the road to Damascus. So Jesus confronts Paul. Right. That, that's a big deal. The glorified himself. One. Yeah, it's a big deal, right? So the king of glory uh-huh. steps into earth, and this guy's out persecuting his Jesus' family. Right. Whoa. Yeah. And listen, there's a lot of dads you don't want to make mad, but <laughs> but this is Jesus' yeah. family, right? This is also his bride. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm. And... So he strikes Paul, and he says, Paul, Paul, and I'm getting a little emotional. I'm thinking, why are you persecuting me? Mm. And that just blows me away, right? Mm -hmm. That Jesus, when he looks at his body, it's 
it's it's him it's us it's he's the head and we're the body uh, he's uh, the manifestation of the father and we're his children and mm-hmm. uh, he's the bridegroom and we're his bride that right. he died for and so he says why are you persecuting me when you're hurting my people you're hurting me wow. and i'm like man lord burn that in us yes. right i don't I, I preach it. I, I believe it maybe a little more than some other people I know, but mm-hmm. but not like others that I need to know. Sure. And um and 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 that's just breathtaking. Yes. Right. So the reason our affection, our loyalties are to the church because it's His church. Yes. It's His bride. Mm. It's His family, and we are connected to it. Right. And when we reject the church or take shots at the church or when we speak negatively or hurtfully or do things that damage his church and i'm i'm truly feeling the conviction of god i mean it's almost like i just want to stop and just mm. repent because i've been so loose with my lips mm. and my attitude mm. and my heart towards right. his bride sure she's not pretty at times mm. and i am her mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> um she's not uh, always responsive not always what she could be mm. Um, she's deficient. She's made poor choices, but she's still his. Yes. And so he's saying, Paul, I don't know what you think you're doing, but you are no longer going to hurt my bride. Wow. So you either die or you come along. Wow. You become part of the solution or you're gone. Hmm. That's what I believe that road to Damascus encounter. Paul would not have repented hmm. and come to the Lord. I think he would have been gone. Wow. Now that's a little heavy. and Just don't, don't sure. get distracted by that thought. Sure. Except to say that... Um, God is inviting us in to be a part of his body, to be a beautiful part yes. of the solution. Mm-hmm. Well, with all that heaviness, let me just kind of go through several scriptures. I'm just going to, Jordan, I'm just going to run through. Uh-huh. And anytime you want to me to comment something sure. more, sure. Uh, we'll go on. So just a few scriptures, and uh, we'll actually, let's add the resource to this, uh, Jordan, on uh, the church is. So first one, the church is a building not made with hands. Mm. It says in First Peter 2, 4, and 5 that we're living stones being yes. built together, rightly fitted into the glory of God, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. Now all these are yes. preaching, but it's going to be so yeah. hard to control myself. Right. <laughs> but the Tower of Babel says this in, in Genesis 11. He says that they were trying to build uh, this tower to heaven mm-hmm. uh, with bricks instead of stones. Mm. When man tries to build something, it is always destroyed. Mm. But if they would have used stones, they would have done it God's way. The stones are the living stones. When you build God's church, you build it through living stones. Mm. People matter. Everybody matters. Everybody's creating the image of God. It is with people. It's not corporations or structures or a few high-powered gifts. It's the people of God. We are the church. We're the living stones. All right. We're the body of Christ. We just talked about that. Um, Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? 1 Corinthians 12 says every member being fitted together uh, for the glory of God, Mm -hmm. the weaker ones being even more honored and important. So we don't have a a hierarchy of people's value in the church. We have uh, uh, governmental things and and offices and giftings and callings and all that. But 1 Corinthians 12 re-admonishes we are one body and every part matters, man. Try cutting off your big toe and see how that works for you, right? You you can't walk. And that's just one little part part of the body. Mm -hmm. So everybody matters, everybody's needed. 
We're the family of God. Ephesians 3, if you want to get super encouraged every morning, you can read Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can read the whole Bible and, and be encouraged. Just be built up. <laughs> but but uh, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, Paul's one of his apostolic prayers. He starts off, I bow my knees before the, for, before the God, the Father in heaven, from whom every family derives its name. Yes. So we are not only the body, but we are the family of God, Mm -hmm. chosen by God. Again, Mm -hmm. we talked about that. Therefore, then you're my brother. Mm -hmm. And Jordan, who's running behind the camera, is my brother. And uh, Laura is both my wife and my sister. Mm-hmm. So there, there's this, there's this beauty that everybody who names the name of Jesus is a part of this family. Yes. So I don't st- wake up trying to hurt my family. Right. I wake up trying to protect my family. Yes. I work, wake up trying to keep relationships healthy in my family. Mm-hmm. I contend. I spend literally probably at least a third of my day thinking about my nuclear family and what they need, how to care for them, how to pull them in, right. how to invest in them, how to contend for them, because I'm a father. Yes. And so when we think about the church as the family of God, we just we got to be attentive to each other and not mm-hmm. dismissive each, of each other. We're not independent. Right. We're interdependent by God's choosing, not by ours. That's great. Love it. Another podcast on independence. <laughs> All right. The Bride of Christ. We're the Bride of Christ. Wow. Now, I, I just want you to know I grew up in Southeast Texas. I haven't, uh, uh, sexual identity wasn't a struggle for me in challenge. And if that is your struggle, the Lord bless you, just like all of us. We all got our struggles. But so it was a little weird for me to think of me as the bride and him as the bridegroom to take that, that, that kind of female or, um, uh, feminine posture mm-hmm. of response. Mm-hmm. But the more I meditated and the more I got it, it's not some weird kind of uh, male-female thing. It's response versus initiative, right? right? The bridegroom initiates covenant right. and love, and the, the bride responds, yes, I'm in, right? <laughs> right? We're not the initiators of salvation. We're the responders to salvation. Absolutely. We're not the initiators of our gifts. We're the responder to our gifts. Yes. We're not the initiators of our calling. We're the responders to our calling. And so, so much of lordship is getting that order right. Hmm. So for him to be the bridegroom, it isn't just like some kind of a romantic thing, though I believe there's beautiful romance in the right sense of the holy word. And again, just don't humanize it. Yeah. Let, let's let's get it let's get it right here. And also, right. I just want to say, when we think we're the bride of Christ, remember it's we are. He's talking about the church, mm-hmm. and we always individualize it. Interesting. Now, I have an intimate walk with God. That's real. Mm-hmm. But I'm a part of this. We are the bride. We. It's a people of God mm-hmm. responding rightly to God that produces the beauty of God. Right. Uh, for his purposes. So we're the bride of Christ. And again, for me, that that I, I meditated for years on Ephesians 5. He washes me with the water of the word, right? Mm-hmm. He loves me and lays his life down for me. I just see the Savior mm-hmm. washing me, caring for me. And then my response, of course, is be it done according to your bondservant, Lord. All right. We good? We good. going? Keep, All right. Yeah, let's keep, keep going. Rolling. The church is the pillar and support of the truth. Wow. <laughs> Like I said, I just get so overwhelmed because there's there's a three-day sermon here. But let me just suffice to say this. The church is the pillar and support of truth. The most important institution in the world is the church. Mm. The most important institution in America is the church. The most important institution in your city is the church. Mm-hmm. And when I say church, some of us get bad taste. Well, that's just religious, and that's a building, and you know the church is missing it, and all this stuff. But let me tell you, if you're a Christian, you're saying that stuff. You need to repent 
because the church is the people of God gathered in the name of Jesus, whether that is house to house, whether that's twos and threes, mm -hmm. whether that's in a large building somewhere. And, and so let's be really careful mm -hmm. about how we handle this one because if you look, if you drove from America coast to coast, in the middle of every city, there'll be a Catholic church and a Protestant church. Mm -hmm. It may be a bar now. It may be a B&B, &B, which is so sad, grieves me every time. Mm -hmm. But why was that in the center of this church or the center of every city? Because there was a faith and a God acknowledgement mm -hmm. throughout our country, and these two pillars were there. And you say, well, this person corrupted it. or they did. Listen, humans mess up everything. Mm -hmm. But the prophetic picture as we drive through our land would be God is wanting himself right. and his people right full of the Holy Spirit to be central to the community and to hold it together. Love it. That's, that's the pillar and support of truth. And that would also include every sphere of society. So we talk about the church in business, the church in healthcare, the church in politics, mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the church in law, the church in the home. All these places are just where the rule and reign of God is. But the church is the pillar and support of truth. So when we're a part of a body, we're seeking God holistically about all of life, there is a moral center and support for the community. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll just do one little, a little thing because I can't help myself. And that's, there's kind of three circles that hold together a healthy community. One is government, the church, and the family. Mm. These three inter in institutions are circles that overlap on each other. And when those three things are present, you will have healthy society. Mm. And by government, it means civil servants. When people have come to serve and create structure to serve the community, wedded with the moral center of the church mm -hmm. living alive in the community with the nuclear family being core and healthy woo right you can change the world yes so there it is all right great uh we're the army of god Joel too all right and so you'll say well i don't like those illustrations that make you feel uncomfortable hey there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that makes you feel uncomfortable. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Submit to the infinite mind of God and mm -hmm. let him translate what you need. So here's the battle. People's lives are being destroyed mm -hmm. for lack of knowledge mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. People's lives are being destroyed. I mean, today, bro, there are people beating their kids and abusing them. There mm -hmm. is sex trafficking going on. There is lying. There is anger. There is stealing. There is cheating. And that's just in our city. Right. Right? This is the enemy. These are the enemies of God. The enemy yes. comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. So the church is the army because when we are living out the fullness of what God has given us to be as ambassadors for his glory, we become rescuers from destruction. And Jesus said, for this purpose, I was manifest. That for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. Yes. So wherever you see sin, we're to stand against sin right. and to call in righteousness. We're to get in people's life compassionately and rescue them from death and hell. So when people say, why do we always share the gospel? Or why do you... Because without the gospel, there is no power to overcome sin. If with no power to overcome sin, we can't get free. So we are an army mm -hmm. with a very clear mission right. to rescue people from hell. Right. This is not a statement about pacifism or the geopolitical scene or whatever. We, we, we pray for our leaders to, mm -hmm. of any nation to hear God in that, and that's why we're admonished to pray. But listen, spend your time praying about that. But the one thing you can control every day as a part of the army of God is to rescue men and women from hell, destruction, and deceit mm -hmm. and bring them into righteousness. I love it. All right. Golly, 
it gets better. The administration of Christ, Ephesians 3, 8, and 9. This is where the word akademeo or oikos, right? That, that, uh, or the, the um, akademeo literally means the administrators or the distribution of Jesus. Yes. The church is the distribution of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit and all of us, each one has one, that's administrating the grace of God. It's like handing out bread right. every time we get together. Right. Everybody's get, God's gifted us to hand out bread so that there's enough for everybody to be filled. Love it. Woo! And in the administration of Christ, the 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 the, the um, back to this pillar of support of truth thing, when when we need uh, healthy businesses to flourish in the grace of God under the leadership of God, then God administrates through a person mm-hmm. or through people in the business arena or or even politically. When we need good, just, and right decisions, God is wanting to raise up righteous leaders. So we yes. should always pray God raise up righteous leaders who will make righteous decisions. Right. Right, it's the administration or the distribution of Christ, right. and so um, it goes also to the, the to the gospel being preached to all the nations. Mm-hmm. When I love Matthew twenty four fourteen says, "This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end shall come." Mm-hmm. So, in in one way, uh, the scripture says that it's not for us in our times or epics. Jesus will will uh, decide, the Father will decide when Jesus returns. But at the same time, we create the environment for the return of the Lord by preaching the gospel to those who never heard. Sure. And so somebody says, well, it's the, the sovereignty of God that there's all these people in Northern India that have never heard. That's just the sovereignty of God. Or somebody lives on the streets of Calcutta in poverty and leprosy, and we say, oh, is that the sovereignty of God? Mm-hmm. That breaks God's heart when we right. use that Western middle upper class ideas of listen the bottom line is god cares about them uh the leper on the streets of calcutta as much as me it's just that i won't obey Mm. right it it's it's god's given us the ministry of reconciliation now go right so if we would rightly distribute ourselves to the needs of the earth there would be enough for everybody yeah it's there's enough medicine enough food enough clothing and there's enough of jesus for everybody to hear right we just have to go right that's again so can I can I come behind that and just yeah, say one sure, thing? Sure. So we look at all of these different yeah. parts, thinking, okay, we're brothers and sisters, we're mm. the family of God, mm-hmm. we're we're uh, gifted uh, as the body of Christ. Yeah, I find myself included. You know, we have our lead pieces that we mm-hmm. get really pumped up about. Yeah. So I would say this to our listeners: whatever your lead piece, the things that you're yeah. really passionate about. Let's say it's mercy, and I yeah. want I want to go to Calcutta, Justice, or I want, right. you know, okay. It's that dis. I love that, and I've I've heard this from you for years, and it actually brings great comfort rather yeah. than moving into apathy of being yeah. like, nothing's gonna change. You know that yeah. fatalism. Nothing's right. gonna change. Wow. it can. <laughs> sure. If if we say no, 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 all over the world, it's a distribution issue, but we can today we can repent, and we we can as an individual yeah. in our yeah. life group in our local church. Yeah. How can I be part? of yeah. the solution for yes. rescuing by distributing the glory of God. Just wanted to tackle yeah, that. Yeah, there's a great, uh, Lisa Bevere had this mm. great little clip uh, on Instagram the other day. She said, it, uh, this generation is anointed to prophesy, not criticize. Oh. If you spend your time criticizing, you'll miss the heart of God and the vision of God. Mm. But if you spend your energy prophesying wow. and literally declaring what God says about it and then yes. walking in obedience. And so... Um, this it's just huge, right? Mm. It's never too late. It's time. Yeah, always, always, always. Yeah. Administration of Christ. Okay, a couple more, and and um, uh, and it says in uh, Mark eleven seventeen, 
but also uh, quoting from Isaiah, that we are called to be a house of prayer. The church is a house of prayer mm. for all the nations. Remember Jesus kind of throwing out the money changers, said, right. my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, mm -hmm. prophesying about the church and what we're to be as the people of God. God has given us word to ignite the boiler room. Mm by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And this is to the Antioch movement and, all, and anybody else, take it. it right. It's been there right. for centuries. Right. But God's using this <laughs> word, ignite the boiler room, that we would wake up and make our hearts a house of prayer, our homes a house of prayer, our life groups a house of prayer, mm -hmm. our corporate gatherings a house of prayer, uh, our businesses, our neighborhoods, our city, nation, nations. God's saying, ignite the boiler room. Yes. I am... I am moving and wanting to move, but my church must be a house of prayer. Good. To sustain everything above the waterline mm -hmm. when people gather, there has to be the below the waterline devotion, intercession, right. and prayer. Right. So let me just invite everybody in to 2022 yes. to ignite the boiler room. We're called to be a house of prayer for all the nations. There are so many other things, but I'm going to end with two um, wrap-up thoughts, and that is this. The church is the fullness of Christ. Wow. Wow. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. And, and actually, I want to read it real quick because it's you just you can't grasp it. And while I'm saying that, the second one is the eternal purpose of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. So people say, I, I want to be, I want to dream big. You know, God's made me to dream big and I'm a dreamer. I said, okay, I'm going to give you the biggest dream <laughs> you can ever have. You know what it's called? The eternal purpose of God in Christ Jesus. It's going to be, it's going to be tough <laughs> how, to get bigger. How big do you want to go? <laughs> I love uh, this uh, this man named Drayton McLean. He's a billionaire, literally, with a B. That's mm -hmm. a B. That's a B. And um, he's been very, very successful, to say the least, in business. And uh, he had three of, three pastors. We were spending some time with him, and he said, uh, and he's like, he's like late '80s, and he said, uh, "Boys, you ever know? You want to know what the most successful institution's ever been in world history?" And and when when a man and it's yes, like, yes, yes it, the answer is yes uh, yes we want to know <laughs> tell us but but we don't we don't answer it right you you pause because he's going to tell you the answer <laughs> and he said it's the church business comes and goes politicians for sure come and go uh -huh. political systems and even whole dynasties come and go but the church has remained for two thousand years because it can't be stopped Amen, the Mr. church McClane can't be awesome. stopped way to go Drayton <laughs> I'm blessed so that's the biggest dream and and wow. again he's been a faithful man to God and so wow. that's been a part of his journey but he recognizes that even in his tremendous success mm which he would give God the honor for, mm -hmm. but he would say there's even a bigger thing that's going to last. You know, McLean Industries, that'll come and go to one generation or another, but there'll be an ending point to that, but wow. there will never be an ending point to the church. Wow. All right, here we go. You're waiting, Ephesians 1, uh, 22 and 23. Uh, it says this, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, putting Jesus in charge, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this, but in the one to come. And here we go, verse 23. And he put all things under his feet. You once, uh, oh, here we go, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Yes. So he gave himself to be head of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. <laughs> the fullness of the Jesus fullness, yeah. is the church made manifest. Yes. So we got to get to work, bro. Let's go. We need to be the church <laughs> yes. if we want to see yes. all of Jesus. People say, I don't go to church anymore. I, I just worship Jesus. Boy, that's a, that is dumb. It's just not, it's not true, hmm. right? Because you can't, 
independently, just you and Jesus uh, know the fullness of Jesus mm. because the fullness of Jesus is in the body. Even in her weakness, mm. you find grace. Wow. All right. Well, that's what I got. I think you need to pray that for us. Okay. So yeah. Spirit of the living God, let us see your body. Let us mm. see your bride. Let us see one another rightly. And we do pray, God, will we, will we be able to see the fullness of your glory, mm -hmm. the fullness of who you are in and through the church? Mm -hmm. And, Lord, we know that the world's hurting and the devil's ravaging people's lives. But if the church will arise, if we will uh, adapt and respond and submit and, and mutually serve and submit to one another and care for one another, love one another, and love you and unify, mm -hmm. then there'll be power and glory that we have yet to see, see taste, or touch. Mm. So, God, move us from independence to interdependence yes. with you and your body for your glory we pray mm -hmm. in Jesus name amen amen thanks so much for tuning into this episode of passion and purpose a podcast with Jimmy Cybert and the Antioch movement for more information please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org we'll see you next time mm -hmm.